of the Holy Spirit upon the youth and he's going to use the youth uh, who are energetic in our time to transform nations and to bring a lot of people into the kingdom of God. And so if you are here, just get yourself connected, get yourself prepared and then say, Lord, I am ready and the Lord will use you mightily in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm speaking to the topic outburst of a spirit outburst of a spirit now when we say outburst we are talking about a sudden occurrence of a particular activity that the thing just happens suddenly and you see the outcome of it it just happens suddenly we are also talking about explosion that something has exploded I remember I think during the week or last two weeks, we heard a bad news from Ghana that a petrol tanker just exploded and the whole town was caught on fire. About 100 people just died at burst of something happened that wasn't good. So explosion. And then we also, it was also an outpouring of something. When we talk about outburst, it's outflow of something is also something that is called flat anytime there is a flat or flooding it is also an outburst so all these things point to the fact that there should be an overflow and the overflow should be so visible in the eyes of men that they can actually testify of what has happened but we are talking about the holy spirit the outflow of the holy spirit not the indwelling but the outflow when we talk about the Holy Spirit, he's one of the triune God or the tripartite God. God is one, but he manifests himself in three persons. And when you are talking about the Holy Spirit, is one of the person of the Godhead. And it is the Holy Spirit who is God himself. He's none any other person, but he is God. Bible says that God is spirit. So when we are talking about Holy Spirit, we are talking about God himself. That is why we are saying that he is one of the tripartite God. He is the one who is the influencer of the Godhead. When you are talking about the Holy Spirit and we see the influence of God in our midst, he is the person behind it. The Spirit of God is the influencer of the Godhead. So Bible said that how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. Why? Whereby he went by influencing the kingdom business principle in the affairs of men. So it is the Holy Spirit that caused the influence in the lives of men. When you take him out, you cannot have an influence of God. A church without the Holy Spirit will be a fanfare. But when the Holy Spirit is in our midst, he caused the influence. He brings the atmosphere of heaven down on earth. And I pray in the name of Jesus that as God is preparing us as youth to take over the world, we will allow the Holy Spirit to take over our lives Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. He also creates a heavenly atmosphere. It is the Spirit of God that creates heavenly atmosphere. And it doesn't matter where you are. When the Spirit of God is there, it doesn't matter the place that you find yourself. He creates that atmosphere. Remember that Jacob was in a desert, in a bush called Luz. But because of the presence of the Holy Ghost, 
that place tends to become the house of God. That's why Jesus said that a time is coming that men will not run to Jerusalem to worship God. But the true believers will worship their father wherever they find themselves because at that time, an atmosphere will be created. That will be made impossible for men to fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Amen. He also lays power and authority. That's why Elder said that there is a difference between the Holy Spirit and power. The Holy Spirit is God, but after you have received him, he, when you allow yourself, then he lays power on you. He lays authority in the name of Jesus. I pray that the authority and the power of God will be laid upon us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Not that he also governs the authority or the territory of God. He is the governor of the territory of God. And I will explain this. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, shall we read? Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. If you are there, you can take it for us. He said, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. I want to explain this. Only that, verse 15. The Lord God formed man, and after forming man and created man, Adam, he placed Adam in a garden. And that garden was called the Garden of Eden. Everyone can create a garden. But the meaning of Eden means the presence of God. And the one that governed that territory of the garden, that caused that place to be the presence of God, is the Holy Spirit. Remember, anytime God is working, the tripartite persons are in place. So, when God is coming to visit man, he comes to visit man in his presence. Remember, that without the presence of God, God cannot live. That is why, if Jesus can come to the earth, an atmosphere should be created before he can come. And that atmosphere is that the spirit of God will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that something of, of the Godhead can come out of it. And so Adam was placed in an Eden and Eden was within a place which was under the rulership of a governor. And that governor was the Holy Spirit. Eden means the presence of God. And so what I want to say is that it is the Spirit of God that governs the territory of God. So as you are here and you are born again, the Spirit of God has created a territory around you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember when we were doing animal behavior, we learned something about lions. A lion will use a urine, sorry to say, to govern its territory. We just urinate around the territory. And every like lion or animal that comes and then sends a smell. You cannot see. You will not just put a stone or something. But just by smelling the urine of that particular animal, you realize that, no, this is my boundary. And if God creates a boundary around you, it is the influence of the Holy Ghost that governs the territory. And that is the spirit of the living God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then after 
once he placed man in that garden and he gave a purpose for man. For you to identify your purpose and to cause influence in this world before you die, you must live in Eden. He found man, but he didn't leave man to just go about with his purpose. But Bible said that he placed man in Eden, Garden of Eden. And he said that now I have given your purpose. Name it. And when you continue the reading, I think 16, 17, afterwards then Adam began to name everything God had created. Because apart from God placing Adam in Eden, when Adam found himself in Eden, then the presence of God, the governor, the Holy Spirit, now laid dominion on Adam. And Adam began to name all things. And Bible said that anything that he named, that has been the name up to this time. Why? Because he was found in Eden. The presence of God and the Spirit of God laid dominion and authority on him. You cannot go about and fulfill your purpose, your mission, without finding yourself in Eden, the presence of God. And as you are found in the presence of God, let your heart be at peace. For God will use you mightily. Amen. The outburst of his spirit. Hallelujah. Now, after the fall, you realize that man was cast out of the presence of God. And he left the spirit of God. But thanks be to God that Jesus came on earth. And Bible says that when he came on earth, he was full of the spirit of God. Remember I said that anytime one of the Godhead is operating, the two other persons of the Godhead are still operating at the same time. So at his baptism, Bible says that when he was immersed and lifted up, heavens opened and the spirit of God came and sat upon him in the form of a dove. And the father said that, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. At that time, the fullness of the Godhead came to dwell Jesus. So the Spirit of God was in him. And as he was moving about on earth, he was carrying the Spirit. And sometimes he would just release a portion of it to the disciples for, for them to go and operate. They would go and come, but they didn't have the fullness. Because the fullness was in him. Hallelujah. Amen. Follow it. And Bible says that as he went about his own doings and he got to a time where he was now trying to explain the activity of the Holy Spirit to men because he is the very purpose for which Christ Jesus came on earth. Why? Because God has kingdom in mind and in the kingdom he wants the children to have an influence in the kingdom. And that which causes the influence or bring people in that kingdom is the Holy Spirit. Now, I want two people to come here. Just two people. Three. Yeah, three. First, because of our time. Now, you are the God, the Father. You are the Son. And then the Holy Spirit. What happens is that, Bible said that when Peter preached, the people's hearts were cut, cut into pieces. The Spirit of God traveled on the words of Peter, convicted the people, and the people came that what should we do? Then Peter said that repent and let everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus. But before the repentance came, something traveled. There was an influence. So it is the Spirit of God that causes the believer and convict the believer of his or her sin 
and then baptize that believer, take the believer into Jesus. And Jesus said that no one goes to the Father except through me. And Jesus take the person and then give it to the Father. That is why Jesus said that anyone who speaks to the Father will be forgiven. Anyone who speaks to the Son will be forgiven. But if anyone blasphemes against the Spirit, because why? It is the Spirit of God that is leading the person to Jesus. And Jesus will take the person to the Father. So when this man or the Spirit of God is blasphemed, and you make him so furious, and he takes his hands off you, you are dead, you can't come to Jesus. Oh. We are in the operation and the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. And if we really want your impact to be felt, you cannot do without him. But most of us, we don't fellowship with him. Outburst of his spirit. Shall we take our, our seat? Now, pick me. He was trying to now explain the activity of the Holy Spirit when he comes. So he took it, his time and then got to the woman of Samaritan and then trying to explain the spirit of God to, her, to, to him, uh, to her. And then in John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, he was also talking about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. In John 4, was about the indwelling. And the indwelling is the formation of Christ-like nature in you. So all of us, as we are here, we have the indwelt power of God. The Spirit of God has come to indwell us. But in John 7, there was a festival. And Bible said that he decided not to go. But the last day, he just sneaked and went to the festival. And then when he realized that the people over there are dried, and Jerusalem and everything is in a mess, Jesus had a different perspective about the people. And Bible said that he waited, and on the last day, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man tests, let him come unto me, and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. For this, he was speaking about the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So here he was talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But at that time, the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because the fullness of that Godhead was in Jesus. So the Spirit of God is not yet in an operation yet. But when Jesus died on the cross, Bible says that when they did everything against him in Matthew chapter 27, Matthew chapter 27 verse 46 to 50, Matthew 27 verse 46 to 50. When you read the 50, okay, I read it. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 47. Some of them that stood there, that stood there, when they heard that, said, this man called for Elia. 48. And straight away one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let us see whether Elia will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried 
again with a loud voice yielded up the ghost. At that time, the Holy Spirit, who is one of the Godhead, who is in Jesus, the Son, when Jesus had finished his work, and then he knew that everything has come to an end and said, it is finished. Bible says that, other version says, he gave up his spirit. And so now he released the spirit to the whole world that I am done with my work. Now in the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. And Bible says that at that time, when he said that at that time, the spirit of God breaks barrier, every barrier that prevents people from accessing God. That is why I'm saying that he creates an atmosphere for us to fellowship with God. So that barrier, that happened in the Garden of Eden when man fell. And man couldn't come because he was blocked forever. At that time when Jesus yielded up his God and released the Spirit, Bible says that the kind of barrier that prevented people from fellowshipping with God, that word came and turned the curtains apart. And the Spirit of God gave us access to the throne grace of God so that we can fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Not only that, the governor, the Holy Spirit, when he gave up the ghost, the Spirit of God traveled and then went into the tombs and all the saints that were dead at that time, he resurrected all of them. That is the power of the resurrection. And Bible says that if the Spirit that raised Jesus, Romans chapter 8 verse 11, that raised Jesus, if the Spirit of him that raised Jesus dwells in you, he that raised Christ from dead shall also give life to your mortal bodies. The outpour of the Holy Spirit, he released it in the name of Jesus. And afterwards too, so many things happened. But now he has come. How did the adverse came into place? God gave us a picture in the Old Testament concerning the ministry of the Holy Spirit in this end time. Shall we read Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 3 to 6? Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 3 to 6. 47 verse Ezekiel 3 to 6. Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 3. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. Through the waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. Verse 6, And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou, see, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Hallelujah. Now God is giving a picture of what is going to happen after Jesus had been glorified. And he was saying that he took his hand, went into the temple. The temple signifies the presence of God. Out of the temple came a river and the river was just flowing. And he took the hand of the man, went out through the east gate. And Bible says that at that time, the river now was coming up and came up to the ankle level and they were able to walk through. The outflow of the spirit, when he received Jesus, 
The Spirit of God comes to indwell you. So all of us, we have the Holy Spirit. But that Holy Spirit is like a well, as he told the woman of Samaritan, that if you believe on, uh, in me, you shall receive the Spirit of God and it will be like a well. So all of us have wells in us, but it is no river. That is why you cannot do much as God expects you to do. If you dwell in the worldly nature as a believer, you cannot do much for God. So Bible says that it was at the anchor level. In the anchor level, you can play football in it. You can make noise. So such a people, they have received Jesus. They have the Holy Spirit, but little thing. Then they will be making <laughs> mockeries. They will be murmuring. Sometimes they will argue over certain things that need not be argued. They are at the anchor level. You can make noise as believers. But the man said that this is not enough. And then he took him to another level. And Bible said that he came to the knee level. And the knee level, it went to the up to the waist. And at that time, you realize that you are a believer, but it's not enough. And people, when people get to the waist level and then the spirit of God begins to operate, then they think that they have reached the peak. And sometimes they will not even submit to authorities. That is why you hear people are that I have broken the bounds and I've gone to do my own thing. Why? Because they think that they have raised. But when you are at the waist level, you are not yet there. There should be an outburst. And Bible says that he still took the man. And now the river gone to the level where the two of them could not even swim. It was an overflow of them. And at that time, you are buried in the river. You don't see yourself again. The river is over you. And the current of the river moves you. It is the river that directs how you should go. Because you are not of yourself again, but you are controlled and dominated by the Holy Ghost. Amen. The river. And if you continue to read verse 8, verse 8, let's go there and see what is happening. Please, can you continue with the reading? Then he said unto me, mm. These waters issue out toward the east country, mm -hmm. and go down in the desert, and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. Praise God. Wait. Now, these waters issue out toward the east country, and go down into the desert, and into the sea. So it means that after the overflow, there is a branch of the river. Some will branch into Germany. Some will branch into U.S. carrying the overflow. And wherever the river was branched into, yes, Bible says that so many things happened. The first thing is that there was healing. I'm telling you that you carry an apostolic unction upon your life. We are dangerous beings in this very entire. If we allow ourselves for this very river to capture us and dominate us. As I said, this very is crucial. When the river, there is an overflow, yourself is buried. That should be the first thing that you have to note. You don't have any say. You don't have I in my life again. 
That's why Paul said that the life that I live, I live by faith in the face of the Son of God who died and gave himself to me. He said for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. When you don't come to this very level, the overflow is not yet there. Where the I factor is died in your life. That when anything you think, you think about the kingdom and about people. Your love, you place the people first, you place God first. Everything about God becomes your priority. Anything that you are doing, you are doing for the glory of God. And I pray that all of us will come under the feet of God. And the river will cover us in the name of Jesus. Shall we continue verse 9? Wherever the river flows, life will flourish. Great schools of fish, because the river is turning the salt sea into fresh water. Praise God. Revelation says, anytime you hear the word sea, sea refers to the world. In the book of Revelation. And so wherever the river branch into, the river does not have any say. So when anytime the spirit of God, he can take me or take elder or take you right from Germany to another country. It is the Holy Ghost. And he is sending you into the world as an army full of the power of God. And Bible says that anytime the river gets to the sea and the sea is salty, Bible says that at that time, just at the small impact, the salty sea or water now tends to become a fresh water. Because of the sea water, the animals that are dead in the sea, because of the river, Bible says that when it gets in touch with the sea, the animals that are dead receive life. That's why Bible says that Moses brought the law and the man Adam the first Adam became a living soul but the second Adam is a life giving spirit and that second Adam is found is found in you and he wants to give spirit so anytime you encounter people your hands are blessed your mouth is blessed your eyes everything about you is anointed and you must release life. Amen. But before the life can come, there should be an overflow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, shall you continue? Verse 9. The ended where the river flows, life abounds. Verse 10. Fishermen will stand shoulder to shoulder along the shore, from Engedi all the way, casting their net. The sea will team with fish of all kinds, Praise like God. the fish of the great Mediterranean. And the swamps and marshes won't become fresh. They will stay salty. But the river itself on both banks will grow fruit of trees. Praise God. Their leaves will never wither. Their fruit will never fail. Every month they will bear fresh fruit because the river that flows from the sanctuary has flown to them. Praise God. And their fruit Amen. will be for food and their leaves for healing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants you to be that river. That though that family that you come from, anyone who encounters you or surrounds you, because of that river flowing from the sanctuary, and now the Spirit of God has created your heart to be the sanctuary of God. And that river will flow out of the sanctuary. And anyone that you encounter, you pronounce life. That's why the Bible said that even when they curse you, don't curse them. 
but rather bless those who curse you. Because now the position God has placed you, you can't curse. Hallelujah. Amen. The words that is coming out of your mouth is active. You release life for people. As you are being equipped to have dominion and to possess the nations, we need to allow the Spirit of God to well up from the inside so that we can possess the nations. Amen. Let's look at another picture of the outburst of in the Old Testament. Then I conclude. Genesis chapter 7 verse 9 to 11. Genesis chapter 7 verse 9. Then came in pairs to Noah and to the ship, male and female, just as God had commanded Noah. In the seven days the flood waters came. It was six, it was the six hundredth year of Noah's life. In the second month, on the seventeenth day that it happened, all the underground springs erupted, and all the windows of heaven were thrown open. Rain poured for forty days and forty nights. That's the day Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, accompanied by his wife and his son's wife, boarded the ship. And with them, every kind of wild and domestic animal, right down to all the kinds of creatures that crawl, and all the kinds of birds, and anything that flies, they came to Noah and to the ship in pairs. Hallelujah. Amen. God was destroying that very generation because they were not pleasing and righteous in his sight. And when God wanted to destroy them, he used the outburst. But this one was in the Old Testament. And look at what happened. Bible says that in the year 600 of Noah's life, in the 17th day of the second month, that same day, all the fountains of the deep were broken up. As we are here, there are wells underground. So how we get river is out of the wells. There are wells underground, there are rivers. But what God did was that he allowed those rivers or springs of the deep to enlarge itself and then it broke open. And out of the ground came rushing mighty waters. And afterwards he also opened the floodgates and release waters from the heavens together with the underground and then it swept the people. When Jesus was doing something new in the New Testament, that was outburst for destruction. But the outburst that is coming to bring people life and deliverance and to possess people for the kingdom of God, Bible says that on the day of Pentecost, that fountain of the deep, Jesus breathed upon them. So the Holy Ghost was aware in them. And they lifted up their hands and said, God, this is our time. Let the fountain of the deep be broken up and be released. And as they were yearning and gazing on the heavens, Bible said that the heavens opened and the Spirit of God came in connection with their broken spirit. And the fire of God was released. And Bible says that at that time, the Holy Ghost filled them to their brim and took over them. And all of them, each one, even old men and old ages, <laughs> praise God. Praise God. At that time, Mary was there. Old 
men and old women were there. Young and ejecting men were there. And all people, now because of that connection, began to speak in an unknown tongue. And they were praising God in different tongues. And the power of God resided over them as the tongues of fire that came to settle upon them to give them the utterance for the ministration of life. That is what the Bible says. If the ministration of death that was written on stones even has some form of glory that the people could not behold the glory of which Moses was radiating, how much more shall the ministration of the Spirit be even more glorious? That ministration of the Spirit is coming as a result of the outflow. And so Joel saw this and said, In the latter days, in the latter days, before the great day of the Lord comes, before the trumpet of God will sound, before the heavens will open and we will see the glory of God, I will pour my spirit, I will release my spirit, and I will release it on men and women, and I will release it on your sons and daughters. They are prophetic unction, they are apostolic mantles, they are many things that are happening in our time. If you shall open up, if you shall desire, if you shall say, Lord, this is our time. Let the fountains of the deep be broken in the inside. Let it well up within me. All my springs are in thee, O Lord. Let that fountain be broken up and well up within me. And let the Holy Ghost take over you. It takes hungry people for they to be filled with the Holy Ghost. As we are here and we have gathered at the feet of the Lord. God is branching all of us as rivers. But do you have the overflow to cause that transformation? Do you have that overflow to cause life? We are life givers. Wherever we find ourselves, there should be transformation. He said that, look, these people are the people that turn cities around. Have you turned even your friends around? We are praying unto God. That God, we are ready. John Wesley said that if I find about a hundred people who fear nothing but sin and we cry unto the Lord, he said we will take over the nations for God. John not said, give me Scotland unless I die. That was their yearning. Anytime you approach the word and you approach the kingdom business with everything that you have, you will come back with everything. As we are going before God, just let your heart, let your spirit be released because God is ready to release that kind of unction. As I said, he told me that in the latter days there is going to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We cannot meet the challenges of our time with intellectual knowledge. But we need the power from the Holy Ghost. So we begin to be on our feet. And let's begin to, to just, just thank God. Just thank God for his word. In the name of Jesus, just thank God for his word. In the name of Jesus, just thank God for his word. Man, dolobo, sayanda, labasatai.